Hello, hello, all of my beautiful freaking people. Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today is a very special day because my incredible spiritual therapist, Arna, is joining us today. You guys read about her in The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl, and she is here to share so much wisdom. So sit back, maybe grab your self-love journal today, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. I have been so excited to sit down and do this episode, you guys. I have been working with Arna for four or five years on and off now. Um, I have sent countless friends her way, even some of my FMLers. Um, Tay works with her. She's just a very incredible and intuitive soul. And some of her techniques have been incredibly life-changing for me on my healing journey. She is going to not only give us a little peek into what started her off on her healing journey and started doing this work in the first place, but she is going to teach you some of the really incredible techniques that you can't really find in an ordinary therapy office. So I am so excited for you guys to dive in with us. Let's get into it. The infamous Arna, welcome to <laughs> FML Talk. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you. Great to be with you too. This is kind of really full circle for me um, because when I started doing my work with you, I was at a really low, kind of just like lost point in my life. And I remember before our first session, I sat down and wrote like a two page kind of intro to like, this is what I'm dealing with. These are the blocks I'm facing because I didn't want to go in and do the traditional therapy where you had to like waste a session saying like, this is all the shit that's been happening to me in my life. And lo and behold, you are not that type of therapist. And you went like straight to the root of the problem. And we're like, let's get to work. <laughs> yes, I was very impressed how you were so intentional with the work and how you were able to really write those thoughts. That was a beautiful, heartfelt letter that you wrote to Aww. me. And I have to say, I was super excited to work with you. Thank you. It's It's been quite the journey. Um, and, you know, now everybody that's listening to this has read about you in the second book. I remember calling you and being like, should I change your name? And you were like, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, and I'm so glad that we did that because you you were such an instrumental part of my healing journey. And one of the reasons why I really preach to people like go to therapy, it's so important. Um, and I'm excited today because we can talk about the kind of unique type of therapy that you do because it's not the traditional sit across from someone on a couch and how does that make you feel <laughs> <laughs> by any means. So can you kind of give everybody a background on the type of work it is that you do and how that differs from a traditional therapist? Well, I think what might be interesting is tell you a little bit about my history and how I went on my healing journey yes. and how I ever got here. And, and you know, it, it wouldn't be something that I would disclose 
in a session, but I was going about my life actually being a television producer. I did not know that. Yes. So <laughs> I was doing my thing. And then I was also having children at the same time. Right. So I was on child number three. And I literally remember going to the hospital and then it said shoot in Paris, which was like two weeks later. Oh, my God. And one of the networks I used to work for, they used to say, okay, Arna, every time she goes and has a baby, she gets a new TV show. <laughs> At the point, I was doing a lot of daily lifestyle TV shows, you know, great cooking of the world, great homes, great gardens, traveling around. And I had little kids and I figured, you know what, before they actually uh, go to school, this is a great time to really be able to do this. And then I had an unexpected childbirth that I got injured in. Mm. And it, it was unfortunate, but we know that everything happens for a reason. We do. Be because, <laughs> right? Because sometimes when something unexpected happens, boy, did it stop me. You know, what these what my symptoms were after childbirth is I could not walk. Mm. So everything was shaking around me because I didn't realize that I got this injury. So I would go to doctor after doctor. It's hormonal. You'll get better. But I wasn't getting better. Now, what's interesting is we met through a mutual doctor. Mm-hmm unfortunately, it's not here on the planet right now. Yeah. And he actually fixed my situation. You're kidding me. I didn't know that. No, that's why I wanted to tell you. And mm. it was life changing because what he would say to me, he would see me walk prior to him fixing me. He was like, oh, she's a stoner. You know? Oh, my God. So, I mean, <laughs> here I was like, I couldn't walk a straight line oh because I had a balance issue, which the minute he was able to, you know, adjust me, it's like axis, atlas, oh my God, you have a cervical injury, mm. which happened because I did not have good medical care at the time. It was just a circumstance. But here's the bigger picture. It put me on my healing journey. Mm. Here I was someone, entrepreneur, had my own production company, you know, traveling the world with my crews around the world. So you don't yeah, know that side no, of me. No, this is wild. You know, <laughs> and therefore, all of a sudden, I was shut down. Yeah. And shut down. And I know why I was shut down. What a blessing because I did sit there in the chair when I realized, you know what, I don't think how can I go on shoots when I can't stand up straight, mm -hmm. like, and also my vision was affected, everything was shaking. So I remember the moment and maybe you had a moment like this too, where you're in that dark night of the soul, I sat in the chair and I said, how do you want to use me? Mm. I was at that point of surrender. Surrender does not mean giving up. It means letting go. Yes. And the first thing that came to mind, because I had experienced this during my TV days, I had even done a shoot on it 
was past life regression and hypnosis. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I may not be able to walk right again. So what I'm going to have to do if I'm in a chair, but I knew I was not going to get the healing on the outside. The healing would have to come on the inside. Mm-hmm. So that's when I went on this glorious journey for self-healing. And that is why I was able to choose what kind of healing work was worked for me. And what I found, it was much more on the energetic level. Yeah. So I went and explored through workshops, through personal work, but then I started a track of education Mm. because the education I had at the time, I had a broadcast journalism degree for the documentary and a psychology degree together. Mm. And I started and became a clinical hypnotherapist. That was my first stop that I did because it opened up the world of the unconscious and past life work. Yeah. Which I find so incredible, incredibly healing. This idea that everything happens for a reason, that we connect with soul groups. I'm sure many of your viewers out there, you know, maybe in relationships with someone and they're like, there's a knowing there, but you can't let it go. Yeah. You know, it's so hard because there's something more. So that was how my healing journey began. It began with an injury. That's incredible. And I think that happens so often. It can either be an injury or a divorce or any type of big explosion that happens in your life kind of rocks you to then set you on the path that you're supposed to be on. Exactly. And it's really called course correction. Mm -hmm. So when someone comes in in a dark night of the soul, which is my specialty, I am so excited because all of that darkness can be transmuted into gold and light. Yes. It's very alchemical. You know, when they say more mud, more lotus, Mm. that concept, this mud, you know, people can swim in it or they can go, okay. And I remember getting to that moment. It's like, I can't believe it. Like my whole life snapped in one moment. But it's having the belief and the faith that there's something better waiting for you. So that began like an unbelievable healing journey. You know, it took me to medicine women in the Navajo tribe, Mm. to doing healing work and energetic work, studying with masters all over the world. That is my journey. And that is actually something that I'd like to put together and share with others, you know, how to do this healing and turn it into self-healing, because I believe that we all have that ability within us, Yeah, which is very exciting. And I do try to empower people I work with. Yeah, absolutely. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. 
I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son. And for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. And I think that doctor that you spoke of um, who sent me to you initially, I remember him saying, you know, she'll get to whatever it is in one or two sessions. Yeah. Um, I don't, I personally, I don't believe that you can do that in clinical therapy. I think it needs a lot more time and it's, you know, over weeks, months, years of talking about stuff. Whereas the work that you do, Every time I leave a session, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, there it was. (laughs) And, you know, here's the thing. Um, Traditional therapy absolutely has its merits. 100%. I would, though, consider myself more of a complementary or um, alternative therapist, meaning that I can work with a traditional therapist Um, And I have been trained as well in traditional therapies. And at the same time, what's good about that, I understand the limitations. Yeah. I have learned some wonderful traditional therapy that can be mixed together with the other energetic therapies. I have to say I'm so grateful I went first with the energetic alternative. Mm -hmm. Because if I had done it the other way, I don't think I ever would have dedicated 20 years of study to the other. So it might have limited me, but I like opened the, you know. Opened the door. I opened the door and I would say that I studied about anything that called to me. Yeah. And then when I finished that, I said, you know what? I'm ready now to do the PhD in clinical psychology And I will learn all of the theoretical and all of that because I can mix and match it. But it's just the, like you said, to be able to get to the essence of it. My work is much more short term Mm -hmm. than more of the traditional. Yeah. You know, getting to the energetic blocks. Yeah. And that's such a huge thing. So we'll we'll use me for an example because Mm -hmm. everybody knows my story. Um, (laughs) I came to you and was really trying to let go of Javier. Um, It was, I mean, I remember being like, this is ridiculous. It's been X amount of months at this point. Like, what is going on? This is not a normal breakup. And in a traditional therapy setting, I would have just been going in like a broken record. Um, Sure, there's tools. I'm, I'm sure they would give tools to, you know, 
help me work through that and let go of that. But to go to you and have you be like, this is a soul person. We need to do some energetic work around cord cutting. And there's things that you you're like, well, I would never have been able to do this in a regular therapy setting. So can you talk to me a little bit about cord cutting? Because that was such a huge thing for me to do. And we did it a couple times. We did it once where it was he and I in a relationship setting. And then after I had done that past life regression where I went to that life where he had been my son and I came back to you and you were like, well, no wonder you're having issues letting go of this person. That bond is so intense to break. So can you talk to yes. me a little bit about cord cutting and the different kind of ways that you can use that? Yes. Well, thank you for bringing it up. And, you know, of course, everything in any of my sessions are confidential entirely. And since you are asking me to share this now with people who are watching today. I do want to bring up cord cutting is an energetic technique, but let's look at something bigger before the cord cutting. In your case, you had, as you said, what we did is we did a past life regression, mm-hmm. and I think maybe I should explain a sure. little bit about what that is, and then we could talk about the findings yes. of it a little more. So, um, as I said, as a TV producer, I did interview a psychologist once who was doing past life regression. At the time, I was not 100% a believer until... Oh my God, that's so wild to think about. (laughs) I know, until I had it done, until I went to him Mm -hmm. for my past life regression. Yeah. And it was the most unbelievable, powerful experience of my life. Mm -hmm. And that is why when I got injured, I'm like, I want to learn this now. Yeah. Like this, why was it introduced to me only a few years earlier? Mm -hmm. See, it was put in my path. That's the beauty of course correction. The seed was there. Right. It was put there and it had such a profound effect because I, like you, had suffered the loss at an early age of a father, Mm -hmm. which is, as you know, I have to tell you, I can share this on here. I was, when I got that letter from you, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to work with her because, you know, this is like in psychology, we have something called transference and countertransference. I was like, I just want to sit with another person who at a young age lost their dad, that Mm. it will be so healing for me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like as a secondary plus, there were so many incredible positives working with you. And then we get to we focus on the past life. Um, The thing about past life, people will say, well, is it made up? Is it real? Listen, that doesn't really matter. Okay, the point is, however, it's revealed. In other words, if you go back to a certain lifetime, is it exact? That doesn't matter. Although what's been showing up in junk DNA, from what I'm hearing, 
that all path that there is such a thing as past life memories that are mm-hmm. in our DNA. Yeah, I, mean, I believe that. Yes, but in your case, in your story, and these are the hardest relationships to get over: being a mother and having that individual from a past life as a son. Then in this lifetime, they show up as a lover. Right. Wow, that is um, that is so hard to 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 break. Um, and I'm sure it sounds very weird to people, you know, that aren't in the spiritual world. They're like, wait, so now you're dating your son. And like, it's, it's very less weird when you think about it as like your soul. Right. Thank you. So if we're looking at it, that we all have incarnations, we have soul contracts, there are soul groups that it's your soul from that lifetime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Javier's soul from that lifetime had unfinished business. Right. Okay, which maybe you'll want to share from that lifetime what happened, but the unfinished business had to be finished in this lifetime. Yeah. So what happens is in his incarnation comes through in a different way, but the feeling from that lifetime whether it's abandonment, whatever happened Mm -hmm. in that lifetime, and you may want to share with your audience what happened in that lifetime. It might be interesting. And how in this lifetime, that feeling, it was the same feeling. Mm -hmm. The same thing. The story was different. Right. The, the, um, The way you were both relating to each other was different. But that deep love yeah. and connection, making it so hard to ever get away. Yeah, I think I talked about it on the the mini episodes, but we can we can go into it here. I'm an open book. Um, so basically, I did a past life regression, and the life it took me to was um, an indigenous culture, and I was like on this beautiful mountain, uh, and we were living in a, a tribe setting, and there was this like big fire and I had to, you know, grab everybody I could and, and escape. And the next year after that, um, that we take, cause you know, you jump a couple years when, when you're taken through the lifetime. Um, it was, I, I was pregnant and then I had my son and saw myself like raising my son al- alone. And at the end of the lifetime, I was you know, on a bed in, in still in my tribe setting and was dying. And he had not gone to fulfill kind of like his duties and things in his life in order to stay and be with me. Um, and it was really interesting to get that perspective of in that life, he hadn't ever abandoned me. And so then in this life, with how things went down, um, it was like he had. So that was kind of like the the past life that, that we ended up getting to. Yeah, so it's interesting, though, but what you're saying is it was abandonment. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's look at this a little deeper for a moment. Oh, great. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Why not? Let's continue this. Yeah. Okay? So you carried forward into this lifetime 
a feeling of abandonment. Would you say that's accurate? From that past life specifically? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, he, he hadn't abandoned me in that life. Mm-hmm. He had stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I got the abandonment from a previous life or if that came in this life, mm-hmm. you know, when I lost my dad. Well, that's the point that in this lifetime was to work on abandonment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So let's just say your soul, it's life review said, okay, Gabrielle, this is your lifetime to work with abandonment. Mm -hmm. So let's see who's going to help out. Right. Okay. So let's step in. Send in the troops. (laughs) Send in the troops. Let's send in dad. And dad says, yes, we'll do a shortened contract. I'll help her with abandonment. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's hard to hear. No, but it's it uh, it's hard to hear, but it's also comforting. I know that like that it? didn't that doesn't happen for nothing. That's that his soul was predispositioned yes. to help me with that and help mom with something else. Like that's, that's exactly it. That gives you peace, I feel. That's and peace is the prize here. Yeah. So let's look at Javier now. Yeah. Okay. Javier in another lifetime, okay. Um, did not leave, right? But in this lifetime, and, you know, you can now, like, look at this as a continuum, Mm -hmm. okay? So I'm going to ask you this question. Why do you think if, let's say, you were working on abandonment in this lifetime, Javier presented in this lifetime for you the way he did. Because as a son figure, he wouldn't have abandoned me. So he had to come in as a lover. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the other interesting point. As a soul group, also, we don't know Javier's. Right. Right. Maybe you know more about Javier, but why he had to have this experience. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's never a one-way street. No, yeah. You know, in other words, it's like there's an agreement made prior. It's like, okay, you know, I mean, you're two souls. Like, can you imagine this? You shake hands, like, energetically, and it's like, okay, let's go for it. Right, (laughs) right. Cool. Let's let's do it. Action. (laughs) Yes, let's jump into this lifetime. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a pretty incredible thought. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's this idea, you know, I love that Shakespeare line, like, out, out, brief candle, life's but a walking shadow, Mm. a poor player that struts and frets until their last hour upon the stage and is heard no more. It's a tale told by idiots signifying nothing. I had to memorize that in 12th grade. I was going to say, great. So, (laughs) So, but it really talks about, you know, actors on a stage. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, why are we going through all this? We're having an energetic experience in a physical body, once again, energetic to heal and to grow and transform. So of course, Javier would have to come back as a lover. And for any of your viewing audience who can relate to this, it's like, who could have this person been in a past life that I'm having such a hard time breaking right. with? Right. You know? Um, I will never forget after I had to call him in 2020. No, that was 2021 um, to ask permission for the second book. And it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I 
called you to do a session after. And I remember so vividly you saying to me, you releasing this second book is going to finish what your contract, what you owed him in this life. And it won't make sense to him because it he'll, you know, not like you for, for doing this and right. causing hurt, but what it will eventually do for him to have to rectify things within himself. That was your purpose in his life. Right. And that gave me such a sense of freedom mm. because I came from, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to like cause yeah. anybody pain. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to do this for myself, for my readers, for the people I'm helping. And that gave me such a sense of, I can let it go. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you bring up another excellent point, the idea of completion. Yeah. What a wonderful thing. And my sense is, and you tell me if it's accurate, that you were able through these books, through the help, through insight to complete with the soul name Javier. Do yes. you feel you were able to get to completion? Yes. And it's, <laughs> I like want to cry being able. It's okay. Let it come up. Being able to up. say that yes. because for so long, I felt like I never would. Um, and I know so many people that read my books and listen to this show, um, are going through that and are scared that they're never going to feel okay again. And it took years, but I feel that finally. And it's such a relief. That is so beautiful. And it's... a big part of that was, was my work with you. So thank you for that. Wow. That's very powerful. Oh God, Arna. And... Every time I'm like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. We're not even talking about anything serious. Um, but that's the beauty of the journey. Yeah. You know, and see, that's another thing about my work. I'm going to say, this is not about me, okay? I am used. And what I mean by that, my intention is to be used for the highest good. Yeah. That is all I really care about. Yeah. So, you know, when I walk into a session, it's almost like when you have that strong intention magic happens yeah and it just unfolds and the beauty i learned so much from my clients it's amazing you know what i learned the truth about life mm. it's like incredible to yeah. me i feel to to know the wisdom and the secrets of the universe that's like all i'm really that to me is my goal in life yeah yeah discovering it through discovery all of it. The secrets. That is it. That's, yeah. that's all I care. I just love it. I love that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, okay. So we did past lives. Yes. Um, uh, but I didn't do court. Cutting. Yeah. Let's get into to, that. Because I, I know to... a lot of people are going to be like, please tell me what that is and how I can do it. Okay, <laughs> good. Let's do it. We're going to do it together. Okay. We're going to do it because well, this will be a fun little exercise. You know, court cutting comes from one of the alternative uh, therapeutic techniques called prana healing. Prana healing is an energetic technique that works with life force or prana. The idea is in our solar plexus, which actually is I'm talking about the chakra system, which is the Indian heritage, 
has a beautiful way they describe how the energetics work in the body. Mm -hmm. Uh, For instance, in Judaism, it's called Kabbalah. Uh, The solar plexus is our personal power. This spot that's at the top part of our stomach, many of you have probably at times you feel tension there. Mm -hmm. Often your personal power is being affected. This is where the cord cutting occurs. So I, let's do it together. Okay. 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 So even though you are done with Javier, we're going to look for any other cords Great. that still Love may it. be present. So uh, what you do is you take, take your left hand and start pulling from the solar plexus and think about any remaining memories, any upsets, even if it's a little bit of energy, just start pulling it out as if these are umbilical cords. Just keep pulling it out. It could even be a dream that you had about the person that was the unfulfilled dream. Just keep pulling it out. Take your time and fill your entire hands up with these cords. And when you're done, let me know. Just keep pulling the cords, pulling them out. Excellent. Let it keep coming. And you can always ask yourself, am I complete? And then you'll hear yes or no. Yeah, I I literally felt a tug like it was Okay, (laughs) see, that's beautiful. You take your right hand and imagine it's a knife, okay? And now what I'd like you to do is take it and say, cut, and throw it away. Now, in prana healing, we'd have a bowl of water here to throw it into. But once someone does that, have you done the cut yet? Cut. Okay, now throw it away. Beautiful. Excellent. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Do you feel anything different? I do. What does it feel like for you? Um, It feels... This is going to sound really weird. It feels like when you wake up before you've eaten and you're kind of like very empty, but in a good way. Yes. Um, like not empty, emotionally empty. Like you're like, ooh, I feel very thin <laughs> for lack of better words. Um, so like cleaned out. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's so freaking ridiculous that you said or, you know, a dream um, well, that's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. So I've been yeah. doing this week long thing with um, a a medium healer who's now become a, a friend. And um, it's like this week long session of, you know, the first day is getting clarity and then purging and then, and I'm on the healing day today. And one of the days, cause she does like Reiki from afar work that's on. That's great. Um, and one of the days I was like, I had this fucking dream about Javier and it mm-hmm. pissed me off because like I'm not trying to have that in my energy anymore mm-hmm. and it, it I it, it like upset me and she's like yeah everything's coming to the surface to purge like to get rid of yeah so the fact that you're yeah. here today on the day of the healing and record cutting it's just very how my life goes I guess right. and everything happens for a reason <laughs> it does but it's also perfect because that needed to be cut today yeah. You see, and I I think everyone can witness 
that, you know, this wasn't pre-rehearsed. This is all oh, spontaneous, no. <laughs> but there's something called synchronicity, yeah, which is one of the most beautiful gifts we can get from the universe. Yeah. Like working with the healer, like who takes it to this point. Right. I had no idea you were working on any of this material. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, cord cutting happens. Yeah. It's so. really beautiful. Um, one of the other techniques that I've done multiple times with you is the chair. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a name for it. I call it yes. the chair. Um, <laughs> can you kind of explain what that sure. is and how to do that? Absolutely. Well, the chair is known as gestalt therapy. Okay. And the idea with a chair is it's a way to set something apart so you can have a dialogue. And you can dialogue with that person and ask questions. So the beauty is you can ask questions, but then you can sit in the chair and then you can receive messages. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So when you, you, you talk to the chair. Yeah. Okay. But when you went and sat in the chair, what did you feel? So I've done it a couple times. I, I remember we did it once when we were working through Letting Go with Javier. Um, I did it once where uh, it was my dad in the mm -hmm. chair. And mm -hmm. I think we did it once when Tay and I were broken up and I was like kind of really struggling with that. Um, so I think I did it once where it was Tay in the chair. Um, so I've done it many times. And once you can get out of your head of this is me, sitting in the chair thinking about how they're going to respond because it's so not you yeah. drop into a like kind of meditative state and it's actually very surprising what comes through when you're sitting in the chair right you don't expect it yeah right so I again on my healing journey I found the chair and I would I remember going sitting in that chair doing dialogue with my dad mm -hmm. So you can dialogue with people who are departed. Yeah. And I got, it, it would come from, I will, it almost felt that it had a heavenly feel to it. Mm -hmm. And I would get messages. They wouldn't be long sentences, but I really left with a certain feeling of well-being and peace. Yeah. Because that is what the whole thing is. Coming to a place of peace completion, insight, healing. Yeah. And for people to give them a visual of what this looks like. So you would sit in a chair and you would sit as yourself and talk to the person, you know, if you want to ask questions or if you have unfinished things to say to them, you say whatever's on your heart and then you kind of take a couple breaths and you go and sit in a chair that is opposite of you. Mm -hmm. And then you respond as that person. Yes. So if I'm doing it as my dad, I switch chairs and I respond back to what I, Gabrielle said as my dad. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's really freaking powerful. I remember the first time Tay did that with you in a session. He came home. He's like, have you done the fucking chair? And I'm like, yeah, I've done the chair. Um, and he's like, wow, man, that shit's gnarly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, and it's it, it can really bring you a lot of peace, especially if it's with a loved one that's not here anymore. Um, I've done work with you where my dad's brought messages through yes. that I needed to hear. Um, 
And, you know, for the people that are here, like if you're doing it with an ex that you're trying to let go of or anything in that realm, um, that was really interesting stuff that came up during that, too. Yeah, it really is. You brought up a great point. You know, the other way is you're creating space. So if there are messages that need to come through, you can receive them. Yeah. It's like you're creating an empty vessel. Yeah. That's very exciting. What is one of the techniques or exercises that you go to for people that are really in the thick of it, um, that are either grieving or dealing with a heartbreak that they can do on their own that kind of helps like recenter and rebalance them? Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. I think if someone is working on their own, journaling can be very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they're journaling, they can journal to the person they have the heartbreak with, you know, and we'll talk about automatic writing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is they can journal to their higher self Mm. so that they can actually write to the part of themselves that has their wise mind or their wisdom part to get perspective. Yeah. So journaling is beautiful. I love art Mm. and color and, you know, having art is a meditation. Um, They they can do any kind of self journeys, Mm -hmm. too. I have a, a, you know, a beautiful journey that goes on top of the mountain where they can receive messages. But I want to talk about automatic writing. Um, are you familiar with automatic writing? I'm not, unless I know it by a different term. Okay. So. Oh, you would like it. Because okay. don't you have a journal out there? I do. I'm going to give you one when you leave oh, here today. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I keep hearing about this journal. Yeah. So I'm going to go write in my journal. So uh, the idea with automatic writing, it's very much where you become the vessel. And you basically... Take your pen or pencil and let the words come down one at a time. Mm. So it's not like a thought. So you close your eyes and then you hear the words. And what's so interesting is you start writing them. They Sometimes you see a lot of poetry come through you. Oh, interesting. By the way, poetry is so beautiful yeah. as, a, as a healing modality. Yeah. Poetry, art, writing creative self-expression movement mm-hmm. is another thing that's just beautiful for healing too yeah. and of course being in nature yeah I've, that's my biggest one like go to the beach go to the mountains like go and ground yourself in yeah because i feel like being in nature is so key yeah um, so I, in the second book, I, I talk about one of our sessions that was, I still think about it. It's really, really powerful. Um, and you basically took me back. You had me lay down and close my eyes and you took me back to every time I had been abandoned in my oh, life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this was obviously like, hi, we know that this is my big life thing that Gabrielle's working on. That's right. Um, <laughs> and it was so fascinating because the ones where that made sense to me consciously obviously came up like with Javier and with my ex-husband. Um, and then there were the ones that were surprising to me. So the first one that came up was when I was like two years old, my mom was trying to sleep train me and she had put me in 
my bedroom and like locked the door and was like, you're, you gotta like cry it out and sleep. That was like the thing in the eighties that everybody was like, this is what works. Um, I remember that as me like throwing myself on the floor by my, my door and being like, please let me out and crying and banging on the door and being Mm. like alone and abandoned. And after that session, I call my mom and relay all this to her. And she goes, Gabrielle, I sat on the other side of that door and talked to you until you fell asleep and said, mommy's right here. You're not alone. But I don't remember any of that. I just remember the feeling of being abandoned for the first time and like being alone. And it was so traumatic for me. And she's like, God, I fucked you up even then when they told me to do what was was right. She's like, God, I I tried to do everything right. Um, Not your fault, mom. I love you. Um, (laughs) And so you took me through every different feeling of being abandoned, um, Mm -hmm. losing my dad, losing my boyfriend in high school. Um, And can you give some insight as to a technique like that, what that does for an individual? You know, I another great point. That is a very powerful technique because it works on all aspects of the energetic field, including the body. Yeah. Because a lot lies in our body. Yeah. Cellular memory. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like that technique, once again, I that I'll tell you, I learned that technique through it's his name, Dr. Roger Wilger, on my journey of healing. Um, it's got breathing in it. It's got yoga principles in it. Actually, you probably don't remember this, but I may have had you actually uh, take your body mm-hmm. and reenact it. Yep. You know, like yep. maybe banging on something yeah, or being hitting on... a pillow at yes, one point. Yes. And I mean, talking to each of the person, like abs- whoever was involved in that scene or scenario. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because on that, it gave you a chance to do the business you weren't able to do. Mm-hmm. What were you banging on the door two years yeah. old? Could you, you, so I also help complete it it's like okay talk to your mom yeah say mom you know say the words you didn't get to say yeah because it's that unfinished business yeah the completion is everything and that's what we're talking about with Javier yeah and by the way the completion continues on and on today with cord cutting right we did a little more completion yeah you know so it's a constant process let's say one day you're journaling and there's something else you want to say to Javier. Right. Okay. You can just write to Javier. Yeah. And again, constantly work on completion. It's such a great thing. You don't, this idea that it's got to all be done right away. No, give yourself a break. Well, and that's what I struggled with so much. It was like, I want to get over this. I want to move forward. And like, I've had to really lean into the fact that healing isn't linear and there's always going to be stuff that comes up that, you know, is like, Oh, okay. There's another layer that I need to like, that's right. Yeah. I always say healing is like an onion layer by layer. Yep. You peel it. Yeah. And then the next one comes up when it's ready. It is just so natural and organic. Yeah. Don't push anything and that's what I would say 
to your audience out there, if you're trying to heal from one of these intense relationships, be gentle, loving with yourself. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of self-care and, you know, write about it, gain insight, try to get a bigger point of view. Ask yourself, why am I having this experience? What inside of me needs the healing right yeah. now? How did this experience make me feel? Like one of the things with abandonment, we're going to use that because that's your, yeah. that's that's what you came here for, Yeah. right? You want to look at how do you abandon yourself? Right. Like the healing going inside out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's how you work with it. Yeah. Um, I know obviously you've done work with Tay on his own. You've done work with both of us together um, and everybody knows and, and loves him now. I feel like he and I are definitely soul people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's been sessions where we were broken up and you and I discovered that he had had a contract with my dad Mm -hmm. to come in at like Mm -hmm. a certain time in my life. Um, So can you talk a little bit about soul people and what that really means as we travel through these different lives? I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. So this idea that we have a soul group, you know, let's go back to family of origin. Yeah. Okay. People think, oh, they're my family. Well, actually, what I have found with family of origin, yes, those people travel. Sometimes, often people have struggles with family, but they're there to help you grow. They do put you in pain, but it's not just your biological family. Mm -hmm. There is a soul family. And I have found that that soul family travels lifetime to lifetime. This idea that Tay had a contract with dad, mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me at all. You know, it's it's really beautiful to think about these things aren't random. Yeah. You know? And yeah. that and that, you know, sometimes where, you know, dad's contract was over, so many breaths, okay? That's what he was uh set for this lifetime. And then You know, I often wonder about our departed relatives, what they're doing from the other side. One message I Mm. got about my dad once when I was doing a past life early on was I can be much more effective here. And I'm like, what do you mean? Mm. And he said something because I can help all of my children. And I'm going, wait a minute, you only had two children. Right. (laughs) Now I'm still thinking on that level. Yeah. But the truth is, is, we're not alone. We do have guides. No question. Yeah. Some people know their guides. They can feel their guides. Like sometimes you're like in danger or you get a message in your ear and something just pulls you right out. Yeah. You're not alone here. Yeah. We're not alone. So once we start realizing these other layers of available energy and love, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And the soul family is one of them. And I love that. I thank you for reminding me about yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's such Good. a comfort to it's know a comfort. that. It's a comfort. And to know that, like, you know, 
when when we die, it's not just like and darkness and it's over. No, you know, like not there's at been all. so much proof and validation of that through oh, my work with you and mediums. It's like, um, so the last thing I want to cover is I wasn't sure if I was going to go into this or not, but the episode we air before this, um, I talk with my nanny from when I was young, um, who is now a dear friend of mine, and the experience that she had on the day my dad went down. And I remember it in a very specific way. I have very clear, I remember her running past me to like, once I told her that daddy passed out to like rush into the bathroom. I remember being in my bed and in the bedroom when she had to come in and talk with me. Um, That I remember very clearly. And I was six, you know, so I, I, I have these memories. I then recently called her and was like, tell me your experience of that. Mm. And she was like, you don't remember, like, mom had me take you into the the bathroom before the paramedics took his body. And we sat down next to him and I put my hand on him and I, we said a prayer and you said goodbye. I have no recollection of that. And when I heard all this information from her, I was like, is that a spotty memory loss of a six-year-old? Or is that like the first time my brain disassociated? It was like, you're not going to go there. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to work with Arna around this. <laughs> um, right. Maybe because it if, was just, I can, for, and weren't you playing with him that day? Uh, the day before. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny how you think about it. You remember the day before, probably every detail, right. don't you? Right. The day before. But when that happened, you know, this idea of disassociating, not remembering, we do have defense mechanisms when something is just too much mm-hmm. and too painful. Yeah. That we cannot, it cannot compute. Right. We can't. So all I would say for your highest good in that moment, it, you know, you couldn't retain it. Right. You couldn't retain it. So that is, you, that's a very powerful memory. Yeah. I mean, a very powerful bit of information. Do you think that it's dangerous to go back to those moments? Because I know a lot of people have been like, there's just time over my life that like it's spotty or I, I don't, I ha- I've lost time. Um, do you think it's dangerous or beneficial to go back to those to kind of uncover what might be there? Well, I have a different principle. I do not excavate. Like, I don't dig. So I'm not a digger. If something comes up, it's meant to come up. Right. I have had people contact me before where they want to uncover memories through hypnosis. Mm -hmm. They'll say, I need to know this or that. Can you help me? And I said, no. Mm -hmm. That is contraindicated. We do not dig in the memories because it's a respect that for a lot of things, you know, it's a respect that that memory was something that needed to be put 
in a different part of your life mm-hmm. and it will be uncovered at the perfect time. Mm. That's how I would look at it. Maybe it'll come through your journal journaling one day. Maybe some feeling or some fragrance, something right. will remind you and go trigger that memory. But it will happen when you're ready. Mm. So that is, I work extremely gently. I don't push agendas. And if it's meant to come up, it'll come up. But, yeah. but we don't dig. Yeah. Oh, I think that's really good for people to hear. Because I yes. know sometimes they're like, they want I'm to. sure I need to know what I'm blocking out. And it's no, like, no, not no, always. No, because we have defenses. Yeah. And that's important. And we have to respect that. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Arna, this has been so wonderful. I mean, I knew it would be wonderful, but it was more wonderful uh, uh, than I was you. thinking. Can you I- tell everyone... Um, I know you have a social media. Do you want to give them that? If sure. there's a way, a website in case someone is interested in working with you. I know I have sent a few <laughs> of my FMLers your way. Um, and I've always been hesitant to bring you on the podcast because I was like, yeah, but then she's going to have no time for me. So, <laughs> but I'm willing to share you. <laughs> I always have time. For I you. know your priority. Oh, thank you for that. I've, you know, I, I want everyone to know. Um, I do have a YouTube channel called Ask Arna. Awesome. And uh, if someone wants to reach me, there is, uh, I guess, Squarespace on there. They can write something. Okay, cool. And please feel free if any of your viewers want my contact information. Yeah. Yes. DM me. Yes. Flood my DMs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and you have an Instagram too that's Ask Arna. Yes, correct? it is. Yeah, it is. And you know, the thing is, I haven't posted actually. Probably during the pandemic, I got really busy in mental health. Sure. So <laughs> I have been really busy working with suicide prevention and other mental health. Yeah. So, but I definitely have to say I love. The work that we talked about this to me, yeah, as you can see, this is what healed me. Yeah. The work we're talking about. Yeah. And thank but you thank for you. sharing that with me because yes. it, it has healed me as well. And thank you for this opportunity. So great to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. My deepest gratitude for Arna coming on FML Talk today. It was a very full circle moment for me. Um was not expecting that emotion to come up, but I feel like I say that anytime I sit down with Arna. Um, And I hope that today's episode gives you some guidance as to how you can progress on your healing journey, why certain things might be harder than normal, um, and that you are not alone. And there is not a certain timeline that you should be feeling better around something that you are going through. As always, make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. I will see you all next week. Make sure you are keeping up in that self-love healing journal. Cheers, guys. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.